the 4x4 Radio Network. Well, guys, back in studio once again. I've got Jason from Oregon Trail Off-Road here for a little follow-up interview. Now, we had these guys back in studio, what was it, back in March, February, actually. And uh, a lot has happened since then. Uh, Jason, thanks for taking the time, and welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, So what has happened? I know that you guys have had a lot of media exposure. Yeah, we have. Uh, and that's been uh, that's been bananas. I mean, you were on some national news stations and stuff. Yeah, they were local, but they were, I mean, national, you know, affiliates. affiliates yeah. But yeah, they were uh, local here. We were on uh, Fox 12 and uh, Channel 8. Man, I'm going <laughs> to. No, it's all, it's all good. I've actually got your your uh, your media list here right in front of me. Oh, look uh, at that. Yeah, let me bring that up here. So. You guys were on Good Day Oregon, yep. um, live at 7, and you've been on a bunch of off-road podcasts. The Muddy Mike podcast, uh, the Off-Road podcast, the uh, the Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast, uh, the Off-Road Independence podcast, the 4x4 podcast, and of course, the Jeep Talk Show. The Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have... Uh, uh, have been blowing up on social media as well. How's that been going for you? It's good. We, I mean, we've been pushing it hard too. Cause I mean, our focus right now is, you know, obviously getting everything ready to go cause we're mm-hmm. down to the wire. But the other thing is just getting our story out. You know, I mean, we're trying to push our documentary series and, you know, kind of get that out to the overland off-road community. So that's been the big push. We were actually on a, um, another new station down in Southern Oregon too. Uh, one of our guys, Troy is down there. And so he set up an interview for for the guys down there too so and that's probably been boosting your your social media presence quite a bit as well yeah then. it's crazy i think when we were here last time i think we made have had like six thousand followers on instagram and now we're almost at 12 so <laughs> it's like doubled double. your doubled your uh, your followers <laughs> yeah. that that that's great yeah, so awesome. what what sort of um what sort of feedback have you been getting what have people been coming out and offering help or yeah i mean we've been getting help we've been getting you know i mean i was just contacted actually they heard about us on your podcast uh magellan just contacted magellan us. the gps yeah and company. they were you know they've come out with a new uh kind of off-road based gps system and so they were like hey you know this might be good they're going to be up at the northwest overland rally so we're going to talk to them up there but i mean there's just all those kind of things um guys you know out of the woodwork come in i mean there's a guy arlen that um he's in wyoming and his dad owns this property with this uh, old gold mine on it. And so oh, wow. he, you know, offered, hey, if you guys want to come, you can stay on the property and we'll have oh, we'll great. take you a tour through it and give you the history on it. So, I mean, there's all these little kind of things that are popping up everywhere, which is what we really wanted. And we've been kind of pushing for a long yeah. time, but it's hard to get your, you know, your story out. I mean, it takes a while to kind of push and push and push. And then it starts. Well, I think with all the exposure that you guys have had over the last few months that that you've really gotten the word out pretty well, in fact. Yeah, we've been trying. I mean, it takes a it takes an army. I mean, the whole team is, you know, pushing to to make it all happen. I mean, it it, it takes a lot of work. The behind the scenes is it, it's all a little mice scurrying everywhere. I oh, mean, I we're bet. just we're just going crazy. Well, and now right you're now, so. basically about a month out. Yeah. And and so I mean, the clock is starting to tick. Yeah. And as far as preparation goes, are you guys are you guys set? All the bugs worked out, all that sort of stuff? We're pretty close. I mean, as always, I mean, it's it's an adventure even oh, behind yeah. the scenes. And so um, even we were just on Dan's 4x4 podcast. And on that podcast, we're bringing three vehicles. Now we're back down to two. So, I mean, we actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just in the last few days. Um, the Tro- dynamic has changed. Yeah. So what happened was um, Troy, just because of his family situation, he had, had to, to drop out. out. And Life so, happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we're all aware of that. And we're all really receptive to that kind of thing. I mean, we understand people have families, people have things going on and we're not trying to, you know, 
tie anybody down to it. I mean, it's all about right. kind of the brotherhood of us kind of coming together. So now, now that you are down to two vehicles, now before you had a third, and the third one, if my understanding is correct, was going to join you kind of later on down the way. Yeah, so we're going to start out with my, you know, AD series and then um, Zach's FJ Cruiser. And mm-hmm. then at week two, Kobe was going to come in with the Ranger. But now, because Troy dropped out, there's no need for us to kind of bounce back and right. forth because everybody's, um, besides Zach, Zach's going for the first two weeks and then breaking off, he's going to fly back. But other than that, everybody's going to be there the whole time now. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, so it so actually... still have the, the, the personnel support there. You're just not going to have that, that third vehicle. Right. And like, I mean, I think I mentioned it last time, we really wanted at least four people on the trail just to spread out the responsibilities and make it you know, doable. I mean, well, yeah, if, if an emergency happens, you, you know, you have that extra manpower there to handle pretty much whatever situation comes up. Absolutely. So yeah. And since the last time we've been on, I mean, we added Zach when we were here mm-hmm. last time, he was the new guy. And then, um, we've actually added Chris, who's, a um, uh, Sierra trainer. So he was a survival expert for, um, the military. Well, that'll come in handy. Hopefully, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's hope it doesn't come in handy, but I mean, he's awesome. I mean, he does these little, like, I mean, he taught, you know, survival for, you know, years and years. And so he'll on the trail, pull us aside and be like, Hey guys, check this out. And he'll show us a little something about, you know, how to make a fire anywhere in the world or how to tell North anywhere. And, you know, he just has these kind of like, yeah applicable skills and it's cool to be able to learn it firsthand on the trail no so. absolutely and have that yeah that real world application experience right yeah. there to be able to to you know implement it right there and, and learn something new even so i've seen that you guys have been posting up some videos and stuff like that you've actually <clears throat> kind of done the first leg of the adventure Alma. you guys sure. went to idaho yeah and then came back right yep can you tell me about that trip a little bit that what trip you learned? was crazy so um Actually, if you're following along, it's just about to get nuts because like this was like the cutoff point. We we um, currently on um, the episode that was just released, we made it into Idaho. So our trip was backtracking through Oregon and trying to make it through Idaho to Wyoming. So it took us um, t- two or three days longer than we thought. And I thought it was going to be somewhere like around 680 miles. It ended up being like 940 miles. So, Oh, there's a little bit of a miscalculation. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> there's so much rerouting and so much, you know, backtracking and that kind of thing that it just, the mileage on it just got, got crazy. So, you know, we'd like to think it's going to be 3,000 miles. I think it's probably going to be closer to five. I mean, that's kind of what I'm estimating. Sure, you know, 3,000 miles away, the crow flies and, and maybe not so much, uh, trail miles. Yeah. You know, as it goes. So. Yeah. So, and then the lessons learned on that were immense. Um, one of the biggest things we learned was um, if you have the parts to fix something and you know it needs to be fixed, fix it then. Because uh, we, um, day four, we... Now this water pump will make it another 100 <laughs> yeah. miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the situation. But um, my steering arm, the studs, there's four studs that hold yeah. that in. And two of them had dropped out, just shaking. You loose. had that problem before, didn't you? Oh no! Did we tell this story before? Maybe uh, we told it the last time we were okay, on. Okay, I was gonna say. I, I remember there was a point where you had to do like a recovery, and you were trying to do like a three point turn, and like just the vehicle wasn't turning or something. And yeah, yeah. And so basically, what had happened is that um, we we made it to Idaho, mm-hmm. went to Boise, picked up the studs, and instead of doing it there, we decided let's do it on the trail because it'll make for better video, and it'll you know it's right. an easy repair. I mean, just take out two two bolts and put the studs in oh sure easy in a parking lot yeah not well, so easy when you're on a trail off camber etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah so we we head in and we were the first 12 miles of idaho and that's as far as we got into oh. idaho because we went up the probably one of the you know roughest trails and steepest yeah. that we'd hit the whole time and by the time i got to the top kobe couldn't make it quite up to the very top so i was turning around to winch him out and those um 
other two studs, the original ones had dropped out and the, the other bolts that I put some grade eight bolts in there in mm-hmm. the meantime, and those had sheared off. Jeez. And so my tire was, you know, at a oh, yeah. 30 degree angle, you know, just caved into the, on the passenger side. And so, and then we're parked downhill and the side I have to jack it up to is the, oh. is the high side. So it's like, it's just the worst situation yeah. and nobody's coming to get you. So we ended up piecing it back together, getting it back to town. But now you learned a lot on on that trip about you know what it's going to take to essentially live on the trail for forty days, forty nights. I mean, you yeah. you have a a good block of time ahead of you that you're going to have to prepare for. You know, as far as uh, you know, toiletries and food and water and you know parts and all the other vehicle stuff that we'd already talked about. What did you learn as far as you know the survival aspect of what it's going to take to to have the creature comforts, the the food, the water, the cooking, all that stuff. On, out of that little trip right there that it would apply to the rest of the trip. Yeah, I'm, it, the whole trip was just, I mean, it was ironing out everything because you can plan as much as you want, but until mm-hmm. you're, you're there, like you said, on the trail, and until you spend a little bit of time, you know, 10 days I feel like is kind of the minimum amount of time you want to spend out there because, you know, on a five-day trip, you're spending two days traveling and three days on the trail. It's not really, you don't right. get a real accurate amount of time. So being out there, we really realized that like, we didn't really need to carry as much fuel as we thought because we hit towns um, a little more often than we think. I mean, you know, you can take a you know two minute jaunt off the trail and go into these small towns that have gas stations. So that was one of the areas where we're like, okay, we can you know kind of lighten our load there. But then the other thing was carrying water was one th- something that we needed more of. So we kind of start trading fuel for water. Yeah, fuel yeah. for water because I mean. You go through, it's hot. I mean, last year it was over 100 degrees most of the time, and it was yeah. fire season, so it was blistering hot. Yeah, that was one of the other things that you ran into was burnt forests, closed yeah. roads, roadblocks, things like that, that essentially would put a halt to your travel as far as your planned route goes. Yeah. What do you guys, what did you learn about all that and how you're going to deal with it? Um, we, all year kind of, I mean, we knew we wanted to leave this summer. We were kind mm. of keeping it loose because of that kind of thing. Because of the fire danger. Because of the fire danger. Last year was a really dry, and, yeah. dry summer. And so, or all winter was dry too. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, super crazy forest fires. This year we were, had a really wet year. And so we weren't quite as concerned. So we, I mean, we're going to be traveling through some of the same months that we did last year, but we're starting a little earlier. So we'll start July 16th, and then we're kind of traveling through. So we wanted to, you know, kind of judge the the winter and see where we were going to be during the summer based on that. Because, I mean, right. we didn't actually get – we were right on the border of, you know, having to reroute. But we actually, as we made it into the places that were on fire before we got there, they were opening them up. So we actually didn't – there was one or two spots where we had to reroute through some, through some areas, but – it was the weirdest thing driving through a freshly burnt forest. And when they say it's contained, oh, yeah. it's contained, but it's not done It's burning. not, yeah, right. I mean, you're going down roads and it's still, there's still stuff, stumps smoking on the side of the road. Wow. And in the distance, you'll see a flare up and it'll just be a bunch of trees that catch on fire and they kind of die out once they're done. It's just weird. I'm almost po- post-apocalyptic type of... No, totally. And it's like eerie too, because it's like kind of like, there's no there's animals. No, right, there's so no it's nothing. eerily quiet, I yeah, bet. Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, we came up on uh, this huge log, right? And typically we would, you know, cut it, but you can't use your chainsaw because they don't want... Because the thing's six feet in diameter. No. <laughs> well, no, not only that, but just because of fire danger, they don't want you using oh, uh, because, power tools right, out there because, because of sparks, sparks and, and stuff. stuff. And so yeah. we got to this place where we are like, well we're going to have to do a really large backtrack on pavement if we're going to get around this. And it was like, well, we don't, we tried to pull it, but it was just pulling the, pulling the land cruiser towards the, towards the tree. So at a certain point we're like, okay, well, I'm not going to be the one responsible for another fire out here. So let's turn around and, you know, reroute. So it was, it was kind of a crazy experience. I mean, I didn't, it wasn't, 
necessarily fun because it was nothing to see but well, it's burn. a learning experience but yeah anything, but it was yeah. interesting going through it and kind of seeing and picturing like you know just weeks before this was a lush forest and now it's boom just nothing you know it's amazing amazing now i imagine you're going to be seeing a lot of that kind of stuff i mean you got a lot of i would guess history and and sightseeing that you kind of have to do yeah you know you have to see that you, you have to experience along the way you guys have planned spot or stops and stuff right it's like okay in this state or in, in this county we definitely have to go off and, and go see this or something like that how many of those you know those stops do you have planned along the way we have basically been three to four a state i mean it, it was this real balancing act between like because we are a kind of adventure based team yeah. i mean that's why we got into this but we're all history buffs too so we wanted to kind of play an equal balance between them and so we couldn't spend a ton of time going to all the sites along the way. Otherwise, we'd never get through the trail. Yeah, you wouldn't so even make it to Oregon. I mean, or to Idaho in 40 days. <laughs> yeah. That. And so we picked the, we tried to pick kind of the landmark spots rather than like the museums or the forts and that kind of thing. So, right. you know, um, Fort Rock and that kind of thing. The, these big pillars on the yeah. Oregon Trail that were kind of markers along the way. And we tried to pick those kind of historical spots because we felt like that played to who we were a little bit more. I mean, we're kind of more adventure and explorer based and that's kind of how the pioneers were, you know, they use these landmarks and stuff and, and to, to navigate their way through this trail. And so how's that going to play into the documentary side of, of this? Because not only is this going to be a personal adventure, um, also a historic adventure, you know, because this hasn't been done before, but you know, you're going to be documenting a lot of this. We talked in the last interview about, you, you know, you're, you're taking a lot of camera equipment that you're going to have people there that are going to be filming and stuff. We talked about, you know, doing some interviews and, and some updates while you guys are, are out on the trail and, and uh, making your stops and whatnot. The, the history and the, and the other stops and everything, is this all playing into the documentary side of this as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, you know, that was the beginning. There's not a lot of history just because it's us getting ready, you know, right. but I mean, that's how we started. I mean, that's what the Oregon trail was. I mean, it's all about the history. If you want to, if you want to say that, I mean, mm -hmm. it's all about no, the history right. of the first four wheeled overland adventure, if you want to call it that. So it was kind of like, that's our focus. I mean, right now in the documentary series, it's a, a lot of us planning and the planning trips and stuff like that, but there will be a big focus on the, on the big trip of just the history aspect and like what they went through and, you know, trying to talk to people and, and get into the nitty gritty and talk to some of the people, you know, the locals there that have right. been there for 150 years. The so generations can, that were actually there you yeah, know, for this. And, and, yeah. You know, so you can hear those, you know, the stories, the old stories of like, you know, my great grandfather did this or this is where this happened. So you, you, know? are, you are planning on, on talking to some of the locals, doing some interviews and stuff like that along the way. Yeah, as much as we can. Have you, you already know? set a lot of that up? As some far of as it we have. I mean, it's, it's hard to do because it's, you know, it's kind of one of those feet on the ground things because it's right. hard to know like. Exactly when Lo you're going to be where when you're going to be where and who to talk to in the first place i mean locals you know in a small town tend to be a little bit reclusive anyway mm. so they're not going to be on social media saying like right. hey i've got a story yeah, for exactly. you so it's really one of those things where you know we try you know and you know if anybody is in these small towns reach out to us because we need those kind of like those rich kind of history historical stories from yeah. from the mouth of the the people who actually you know, had, you know, no, that's a whole nother very interesting dynamic to, to this whole thing. That's, that's really going to add a lot of flavor, if you will, to the, to the whole adventure. Yeah. And bringing a certain amount of humanity to the trail. Cause we yeah. all learned about it in, in school, you know, right. and you know, just like everybody, I got burnt out on it. You know, we went to through, you know, through the museums and did the whole thing and had it, you know, it seemed like a year or two years of just Oregon trail history, you know, so you get a little burnt out, but you know, when you actually think about, 
you know, these people and many of them, you know, they weren't the adventurer type of people because the people that had the money to actually go across this, you know, the U.S. Yeah, no, this in a wasn't, wagon. This wasn't for adventure. This was do or die. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of them were, you know, rich farmers. So they had no experience actually doing this. So they were kind of people like we got into overlanding. We had no experience. We we're just like, let's take on something crazy. Yeah. And that's, they, it was kind of in the same spirit, you know? And so we felt like we wanted to bring a certain amount of like, <clears throat> who these people were that took on this adventure to go across, you know, the United States. Well, you are in, 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 a, in essence, embodying that same spirit just in reverse. <laughs> in reverse and with a lot more uh, amenities. A lot more gear, yeah. <laughs> there definitely could be a lot more creature comforts. That's, yeah, I mean, I don't sure. know how many times along these, these trips we're saying, like, I can't believe these people did it in wagons. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we're having a hard enough time in, in motorized vehicles. <clears throat> now, have you changed your game plan as far as some of those creature comforts go? It's like, okay, well, we're not going to be taking air mattresses because it just take up, takes up too much room or weight. You know, we're going to be, you know, maybe downsizing to just a couple tents instead of four, you know, stuff like that. How much has, has that changed over, you know, the course of the last few months? Um, not a lot. I mean, we, we kind of, I tend to be an overpacker. Yeah, I'm the same way. So. But... <laughs> One thing that I've tried to purpose myself to do along this whole, you know, two and a half years that we've been planning is the stuff that we don't use, leave it behind. You know, I mean, there's obviously stuff that like, you know, you know, an axle uh, socket or something Mm -hmm. like that, that you may not use, but you want to bring it along just in case. There's those just in case things that you want to bring along. But, you know, for the most part, like one of the things we just talked about was we were going to bring a water heater along and we're like, do we, it's another bag that we're going to have to carry. Right. Do we do this or do we just boil a pot of water and dump it in our, you know, tank and then take a shower, you know? And it's like, well, it's a little more effort, but it's going to be one less thing that we have to bring. And, you know, weight's a lot of what we're trying to deal with too because the land cruiser is super heavy already you know right and you are with the amount of gear and and provisions and everything that you're going to be taking every vehicle is going to be weighted down sure substantially i'm guessing yeah and so i mean that's been a big focus is you know making sure that the you know shocks and you know all that can handle it have you done a full load trip out like okay this is basically how we're going to be loaded as far as fuel water you know maybe a mock setup of a cooler or something like that have you done like a okay this is how the vehicle is going to be set up to go have you done that yet uh no not really i mean yes and not how how do i answer this question so i have we just took a 10-day trip with i took with my family to canada it was just all on road but it was kind of a road trip through canada montana and idaho and so i tried to obviously there's going to be gear that we're going to have with the team that i'm not going to have with the family but i tried to kind of mock things up to where you know this is kind of as heavy as it's going to be and this is where we're going to go and so um, it handled good. I just yeah. re-geared to 529 and I'm... Su- Holy cow, that's deep. Yeah, and I'm super glad I did because even with the 529s when I was... I mean, I'm... I mean, it's 5,600 pounds, you know, on, you mm-hmm. know, just regular weight on yeah. the Land Cruiser and I was 7,300 pounds. Wow. So I'm like, you know, 2,000 pounds yeah, is what I'm another carrying. another ton more, yeah. Yeah, and Jeez. so, I mean, when I was going up some of the back end of the Rockies when I was going through, you know, kind of glacier area, National Park area, mm-hmm. it was like... I mean, I was still going 30 or 40 up these hills, you sure. know, and it was like, if I wasn't re-geared, it would have been... Now, what were you at before, gearing-wise? Uh, 410s. 410s or 411s, I can't remember. So you, then you went to 529. Yeah. Are you worried going that deep of a gear set about the tooth engagement, having enough, you know, between the ring and pinion, uh, enough tooth engagement to keep it strong? I know the deeper the gears you go, the sure. less tooth engagement that you have. Yeah. Yeah, we had a conversation about that. Tank is, you know, our team mechanic, and mm-hmm. he's pretty smart about all that stuff, and... 
you know, a couple guys have, uh, that I've talked to have gone 488 and they said, well, I didn't notice that much of a difference. So I talked to Tank and we kind of discussed that. And what we kind of come up with is I'm not a rock crawler. Most of the stuff that we're doing isn't super aggressive. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't as worried about it, I guess. I mean, if I was going to do a lot more, you know, the you know Rubicon trail or something sure. like that, I might be a little bit more worried. But most of what we're doing is, you know, rough trails and just a lot of miles. And so I wasn't as worried as... You know, I would have been if we were doing some like crazy trail kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. so I, and and the other thing too is I didn't want to do it twice. And so, well, yeah, that's, that's a so, lot of work. And 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 well, gear setup is is an expensive procedure, nonetheless, with everything that has to go into it. So, not to mention, you know, buying the gears themselves. Yeah, and eventually, I'm gonna tow a trailer with it because I'm tired of jumping up and down off the top of the oh, truck to do yeah, the tent. So I bet <laughs> I did that for. I just did it for. But 10. that's not gonna be something that's on this trip, right? No, oh, okay. no, it won't. I, I we don't have the time or the funds to do it right now. But it is definitely something that I want to do in the future because it just makes it a lot easier. And you know, when I was traveling with my family too. You know, every time you want to go somewhere, you have to throw that tent up, pack it up, and then leave. Right. You know, if you had a trailer, you can kind of drop the trailer and go. But yeah, so I'm trying to kind of plan for the future what I want to. So sure. yeah, but I th- yeah, because it's not all about this trip. There's there's going to be life after the Oregon Trail. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so what's what's next? What's on your what's on your short list right now? Because I imagine that at this point you've already got a fairly well established checklist of everything that you got to go through. Um, what, what's next as far as, you know, planning or vehicle preparation or whatnot? Um, vehicles, the Land Cruiser's almost dialed in. We've been doing a lot of work on it and kind of getting it prepped. Um, we've been neglecting the Ranger a little bit, but, um, we're right now at the point where I think everything on the Land Cruiser's done. We're just going to basically take a couple of weekends and tighten everything down front to back, everything we can see just because of the amount of shaking that happens. We just, anything you can do to prep now you know, keeps you from having to do it on the trail later. And so we're going to do that. And then, um, Kobe's truck, we're putting the rear locker in and then, uh, doing some minor upgrades on the suspension. We were doing kind of toying with the idea of doing a lift, but the lifts with, with the twin traction beam that he has isn't there. Unless you get the really, really expensive ones, they're not very effective. And so we're going to go a little bit bigger tires. And, and it's a little late in the game to start thinking about you know, axle swaps and things like that at this point. Yeah, and his truck did great last time we went out. I mean, it... Very good. I mean, there was a few Even time, loaded up. Even loaded up, yeah. And he put um, um, the Ford Explorer rear leaf springs in, so it gave a little more stiffness to the rear end. Yeah. So, and, you know, there was a few areas, probably only about three times that he ever got stuck. And a couple of those times is because he was having problems with his four-wheel drive engaging. Oh, so, you know, the, I mean, he is a lower truck, so you do end up dragging through a few things. You yeah. don't quite quite make it over everything. But, yeah. I mean, with the Land Cruiser and everything, we just tow him on through. So he, Is he armored up pretty well? Yeah, yeah, he is. So, worst case scenario, I mean, I've, I've, I've wheeled with guys who, who don't have a lot of lift, who don't have a lot of tire, and they have a substantial amount of armor, though. Yeah. And even though they're not necessarily playing in the same stuff as the big boys, um, when they do get into some of that kind of stuff they basically just drag their vehicle over the because they can. Right. You know, it's because, well, the armor will pretty much, you know, make up for what I don't have in clearance or traction sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, it's not like we're going through crazy trails. Exactly. You know? I mean, it, it gets crazy because we're carrying our houses with us right. when we go over these trails <laughs> kind of. So, I mean, you're, do, you're pushing the vehicles to the max, but I mean, it's not, you know, you're not getting super crazy articulation and tipping all over the place. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, a little bit of that and... A lot of just back roads and dirt roads and you know forestry roads. So very good, very good. 
So uh, you, your your launch date is going to be uh, July 16th, right? Yeah. That is set in stone. Yep. So we're leaving July 16th. And um, for everybody local here, July 15th, we're working out the details. So, you know, stay tuned. But we're um, tentatively right now planning on doing a July 15th um, meet and greet at uh, the end of the Oregon Trail Interpretive Museum. And uh, we're talking to them to kind of work out the logistics. But we want to do kind of a meet and greet and like a last minute fundraiser kind of barbecue and then uh, take everybody from there, and we'll go to Promontory Park, and whoever wants to camp out for the night, um, camp out, and then we're going to leave about uh, 8 o'clock the next morning, so everybody can kind of send us off, and we'll head off on the trail, and and uh, we're probably going to try to blow through Oregon since we've been through a lot of it. Right, you know, so. yeah. But we still, there was some stuff that we passed last time that I want to hit this time. Just made a mental note. Hey, maybe when we, uh, you know, go come back through here, let's stop and check this out. Yeah. Cause we want to see some different things than we saw last time. We don't want to, you know, redo everything that we did. So, I mean, the John Day river is going to be one place that we're going to redo and, and it's probably going to be a lot crazier water crossing this year than it was last year. Cause we got a lot more water. Oh yeah. Yeah. No water levels are going to be a lot different. Yeah. That could play a big role into kind of where you go and how you cross certain things. Yeah. yeah so that John Day so far, and that was just through Oregon was the, the only big water crossing we had. So we'll see what it looks like. I mean, I've got my snorkel and we're going to put some diff breathers on there. And <laughs> no, in worst case scenario, I'm sure you've got a, a plan to backtrack and, and oh, yeah. reroute if you need to or, or whatnot. Yeah. So, so July 15th, uh, we got that meet and greet set up. Um, I would love for all of anybody who's listening to this right now, if you are in the Oregon area um, or within a, you know, a couple few hour drive, Man, that might be something worthwhile to to come out and experience. And uh, I know that we had talked about uh, me tagging along for the, maybe yeah. the first day or two. Um, that's still on the table. I, I would still like to do that. I'm definitely going to be there regardless uh, for the meet and greet and for the send off because um, I, I want to send you guys off proper Heck and yeah. everything, and I you know want to be a part of that. So we got uh, that Jeep running again. So <laughs> yeah, now the Jeep the Jeep's up and running. I, I uh, it's not trail ready yet. I've got a couple things to do myself to my own rig uh, for preparation, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, at least it's, it's, it is, it is road ready. So, yeah. uh, which is, uh, which was a big milestone, uh, unto itself to get ready for. So that first day of trail is my, some of my favorite, just cause it's my, it's my backyard. Right. It's local, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's your playground. Yeah. It's like, you know, every stump and rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, so it's kind of a fun, fun run. So for the send off, um, I imagine you, your Facebook group has, is quite substantial. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people there that have, at least in the local area that have shown support and whatnot. Are, are there going to be news stations there? Have have there been a lot of uh, media presence as far as you know for for the send off for the first leg or? Yeah, we're talking to um, one of the news stations that we've been on to do a follow up on on site. So I think there'll be at least one news station there, and then um, obviously you guys. And then if we can get some, we're trying to get some local you know print newspaper people down there too. To I was going to say later on down the trail, um, you know, in some of these other states and whatnot, do you have anything planned as far as trying to get uh, any together with any media folk on in other states? And no, some, some local people, some guys that follow us have reached out to us, but we're trying to keep in between. We'll meet at the end. We've talked to some local news stations in Kansas. It's, really hard because we just don't know where we're going to be through. Right, and they want right. they want dates and they want you know what i mean right. so it just you can't makes, really lock that down yeah because one little mis- you know one little hiccup on the truck could you know cost you a day or two and then you know a couple of those sets you three or four days behind so then you're you know trying to you know plan logistics on the trail and you don't have service so we just figured let's just x that you yeah, know the and beginning then, and the end beginning and, and the end yeah. you know and then we'll have all kinds of stories at the 
at the end and we'll have, you know, all kinds of anticipation at the beginning. So, well, I know that we're, we're definitely going to sit down for another interview after the dust settles, oh, yeah, uh, sure. because once you get back, there's going to be, I'm sure a lot uh, of things that have to be taken care of both family wise mm-hmm. and, and, and other, and otherwise as well. Um, once that that's all taken care of and whatnot, I do want to sit down and have, um, I would like to do the whole team or at least the guys that were on the trail, um, and, and sit down and, and really kind of go through everything. Now, I don't want to get too deep into all, all that because I do want to save some of that for the documentary and sure. whatnot. After you guys get back, I'm sure you're going to have miles and hours <laughs> and hours of video and audio and stuff to go through. Do you have a release date set, a planned at least, for, for when you're going to release the documentary? I'd like to start at the beginning of the year. That's um, you know, It'll give me a few months to kind of get ahead of the game. and We're, we're definitely stepping up our video. Um, we've got a lot of new gear and stuff, so our video quality is going to step up. And I'm, oh, 4K guys, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm trying to work on editing and stuff like that. So um, I'm actually probably going to bring in Jesse, who is our original editor, and have him, you know, help, help me out, polish yeah. up the sure. videos. And you know, I want to always be stepping up my game, so you know, bring something a little bit better than we had last time. So I think January is kind of what I'm shooting for. Once we get back and I kind of see what I'm working with and mm-hmm. it's going to be a weird situation because I've never actually edited for that extended period of time. Usually oh, it's sure. a 10 that's day a and I'm doing to day by day. Yeah. But with a 40 day, you know, that's two, three years <laughs> just to get through one story. Well, so yeah, you it'll know. be a lot of file management on the trail. I imagine to kind of keep things in check for to make your job a little bit easier. For yeah, when you get absolutely. Back. Absolutely. And it'll be a lot, you know, a lot less probably of the more mundane stories and a lot more just of the, you know, the stuff that actually the meat and potatoes of the, mm-hmm. of the trail and, and what we actually got into. And so it'll be interesting. It'll be a learning experience for me, but I'm shooting for January. I'm keeping, you know, keep posted and I'll, I'll send updates and kind of let you guys know. That's good. That's good. Well, guys, that's it for now. Not a whole lot much more to cover until we get closer to the, to the release date. Now I'm probably going to sit down with Jason and, and, uh, and the other guys from the Oregon trail off road and, and, uh, kind of, you know, get a little bit of a last minute interview before we do the send off. Uh, because I'm sure that uh, there's going to be some developments that happen in the next, uh, you know, th- four or five weeks or so before we, uh, before the release date or launch date, rather. Um, I- I'm excited for you guys because this this is an epic journey, and I can't wait to to um, to hear how everything went. And and I know we're we've talked a little bit about trying to um, set something up for. Uh, some updates from the trail yeah, now because you don't know when you're going to where you're going to be and when and you don't know when you're going to have cell phone service and all that stuff we'll um we'll try and work that out guys but uh as far as the uh, the rest of you out there for all of our listeners out there i'm going to plan on having at least something for you guys at some point you know maybe late july early august um from oregon trail off-road to give you guys a little bit of an update now i'm sure that jason you guys are going to be trying to do some um social media updates when yeah, you're out there it's actually we're pretty consistent i mean there's a few days here and there that we'll miss but i mean sure usually you're coming into service somewhere throughout the day and <clears throat> are you going to try and do daily updates on your facebook or whatever yeah so oh, kobe, wow. kobe handles most of our social media and so he's pretty good about like watching his phone and if we come into service he's like hold on a second and he'll try to post something because we do want to kind of give updates and the other thing that we're going to try to do is um and i'll have more info on this but uh, we're using a program so we can actually ping our location so when we do come into service it'll probably ping our location that way you can kind of see 
you know, track us throughout the journey and kind of see where are we you are. Doing like like ham radio APRS type of stuff. No, it's or? actually just Motion X GPS. It's just oh, a okay. it's just a app that we use for navigation on the trail, and they have a, a basically a website you can go to, and you just enter the code that we have, and it'll oh, show okay. where we are. You know, and that's cool. I'm I'm not positive on how it works. Whether it, I'm, I'm thinking it works off a cell phone. So every time mm-hmm. we get into cell phone service, it'll you know just ping, whatever ping local tower is that you're using. Yeah, yeah, so it'll show kind of our progress through. That way, you can kind of you know generally track along where we are. But uh, yeah, and then obviously updates, and then we'll have updates for you guys too. So I mean, the social media is kind of probably be the easiest way sure. if you guys want daily kind of you know or bi daily. Can we- well, more for for everybody out there who's listening to this. If you guys want to follow along, because I mean, I can only imagine just by the number of downloads we have for the first interview, there's a lot of people that are are very much interested in this. And that are probably jealous and would love to, you know, experience this as well. They can't, so they're gonna have to, you know, kind of live vicariously through your guys' updates. And of course, when the documentary comes out, so you guys who are listening, you can follow along, you know, at least daily, if not weekly, updates from Oregon Trail Off Road as they go through the Oregon Trail. You can kind of experience what they're experiencing, kind of hear what they're doing, and and see how long it takes for them to go from one point to the next. That's going to be really interesting unto itself to see kind of um, how long it takes you to go from, you know, this point to the next point and so on and so forth. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, we, when, you know, when we plan behind the scenes, it ends up being a lot more miles. So it yeah. might be, it might be pretty interesting. It might be more of a race to get to the end than we think it's right. going to be. Right. That's, that's what I was, uh, was wondering if, you know, we, we talked about, you know, stopping and seeing and experiencing some of the historical side of things. Um, you know, there may be a point in time where you have to forego that just because you're, you are essentially on a time frame here. Yeah, we are. And we've talked about that a lot. And one of the things that we said is, I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice, uh, the, the, the history side of things mm-hmm. just for trail time. And so what we'll probably end up doing is if we need to, we'll hop on the freeway and make up some miles oh, okay. just because I just feel like. I'd be doing a disservice to the history of the trail if I kind of was like, hey, right. screw the history. We're just going to try to make this. Because it is about making it. you know. And before we were trying to actually you know, plot a route, we mm-hmm. realized it's going to take us years to do that. So on this trip, we're not as concerned about getting all trail miles across it as we are just kind of portraying you know, the trail and that, you know, that adventure and the, you know, pioneering spirit, if you want. To right, think. right. And, and, you know, balancing, you know, uh, progress with experience and history and, and all that stuff. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I, just from being out there on the last trip, I'm sure a few highway miles won't bother us. After yeah, right. Bouncing around for, <laughs> for miles and miles. So. Yeah, that actually might be a, a welcome retreat, uh, actually, you know, being able to hit some pavement for a little while. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, now I can, you know, not have to worry about my fillings falling out. Yeah, there's a certain kind <laughs> a trail when you're out there that's just it just makes you want to hit your passenger i just because you're just the just the vibration of it and the it's washboard constant. type of trails yeah, yeah it's like it's the like especially in the high desert where you get these kind of like softball sized stones mm-hmm. and it do, the tire doesn't want to go over it smoothly and it just man it just wants makes you shake into madness sometimes yeah no unless you're going you know a, a two and a half miles an hour which you know isn't good for the sake of progress right yeah you're 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 rattling no no doubt about it yeah <laughs> Well, cool, Jason. Thanks again for, for stopping in. Um, I love this, the, the whole concept of this journey. It's just absolutely awesome. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come out here in studio for this interview. Uh, we had an amazing turnout for downloads on your first interview. Awesome. I expect nothing less from, from this one. So um, all you guys out there, if you've already downloaded this interview, please share it with a friend. Uh, tell them about it. And, and of course, tell them about Oregon Trail Off-Road. Um, Jason, what's the, what's the links? Where can people go to help you out, to find out more? And of course, 
to to follow along with your journey when, once it begins? The best place to go is our website, www.oregontrailoffroad.com. That has everything. I mean, we're active on all social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. So, but uh, the website's best place to go to kind of get a hub for whatever you want to see. Our documentaries are on there. So Yeah, the guys, some really awesome video over at OregonTrailOffRoad.com. They have been uh, doing a little bit of a vlog, if you will. Uh, and if you want to kind of find out what it would take to do something like this yourself, that's a good cross-section of what you're going to be experiencing is, is uh, the video that they've posted up there on the website. They've got several, um, and it's uh, it really kind of helps document their journey up to this point. And, and a lot of what they're going to be experiencing along the trail and some of the hardships and whatnot. So uh, a really good uh, a really good example of, of what they're going to be experiencing, kind of a, a, a bit of a sneak peek, if you will. So go check it out, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Make sure you check out their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Oregon Trail Off-Road, uh, and, of course, all their other social media outlets. And, uh, Jason, you said that you guys are going to be doing a little bit of a fundraiser. I imagine that's going to be probably for emergency funds, maybe a little bit of fuel fund as well. If you guys out there want to help Jason and Oregon Trail Off-Road, they do need your help, guys. They, they, they can't do this on their own. They're going to try. They're going to do their best, <laughs> and they're going to make it. But um, so far, they have gotten a lot of help from all you guys already. Um, we're going to ask you guys to help them out a little bit more. So if you are uh, kind of along where they're going to be, um, make sure you reach out to them and, and offer them some help. Uh, you know, If nothing else, maybe a cold beverage along the trail. Uh, something like that. So, and of course, uh, any donations are always welcome and will be a massive help for these guys along the trail. We'll definitely make sure that they can get from point A to point B, uh, make it there and do it safely. Jason, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Anything else you want to say to, uh, to the no, fans and the listeners? I appreciate the opportunity. You guys have been great. We've got a lot of people reaching out to us from the podcast. So we, we love you guys. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks again, man.